Hi, I'm Steve Barlow. This is the Humanised Workforce Future You podcast series, where we ask people from all walks of life to talk about their perception of the future and their role in a rapidly changing work and life environment. Hi, I'm Craig Saffin. Day by day, we are all learning to live with the impact technology, AI, and changing health and social conditions have on our lives. Mostly, it is presented as scary and a loss of opportunities. The Humanised Workforce Future You podcast series thinks the future is bright and something to look forward to. Let's see what today's guest thinks. Today's guest is Jenny Boymore. Jenny has spent all her career in education. She's passionate about giving people access to learning and giving them a love of learning. Jenny's passionate about education because she didn't necessarily have the best school experience herself. She's got a great story and some great advice. Let's hear what she's got to talk to us about. We've got, as usual, Craig Saffin. How are you, Craig? Good morning, Steve. Nice to see you. Good to see you too. And we've also got with us a special guest today, Jenny Boymel. How are you, Jenny? I'm very well excited to be here. (laughs) We're excited to have you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'd love to. So um, I've spent my whole career in education, starting as a teacher, then running a training organisation, and now running a business that develops online induction programs. Really passionate about education and passionate about giving people access to learning and helping them hopefully, fingers crossed, develop a love of learning. So more than fingers crossed, we try to do things that proactively do that. Uh, And then on the other side, I also am very involved in Project Optimism, which is all about spreading optimism. You know, we're really passionate, especially at this time, you know, where everyone's experiencing the ups and downs of life. How do we actually adopt habits that help us feel lighter and brighter and see hope and optimism when the world around you doesn't feel that optimistic. Right. Oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's quite a, a broad gamut, isn't it? Why, why, why are you um, so passionate about education and uh, what, what is it that drives you in that? Because I can feel the energy just from your talking. So. <laughs> look, um, look, I've always been passionate about education and myself, I probably didn't have the best schooling experience myself. Um, you know, now I look back, I possibly am a little bit neurodiverse, um, as, as the light, nice term is these days, and, you know, kind of struggled through especially the early years of education. And then it all kind of just all came together. And, uh, you know, I think education is a wonderful gift and a wonderful opportunity and I see education and learning as a tool that opens the world of opportunities. So if you know that you can learn, you can learn anything. So I could be a, I mean, you know, obviously there are some requirements in different industries, but I could learn to be a specialist in really whatever I want to be. And I think that is just such an exciting, exciting world, which opens doors and opportunities for people. But what I'm really passionate about is that, I think there are so many people who have gone through the schooling system thinking that they're really stupid because they didn't fit into the way we teach at school and they're actually not. They just have a diverse and an alternate uh, way of learning and just haven't had a positive experience with education. And so running the RTO for for 14 years, um, I came across 
I was in an industry which was very male dominated, but I came across guys like this every single day. They were running huge businesses, very, very successful, but they thought they were stupid because they failed at school. And so for me, it was all about how do I turn it around and show them that learning can be just the most wonderful thing and create opportunities for you. All right, that's a, that's an amazing story. Yeah, I, I always remember um, seeing Hannah Gadsby on stage, and she um, she uh, said that about herself, how she'd uh, taken a while through introspection to find out about how she learned. So it's exactly what you're talking about. People learn in different ways, don't they? What, what do you see coming? Uh, the challenges or the exciting opportunities coming down the pipe for education that, that are changing now, because things are changing very quickly, aren't they? They are. Well, this whole concept of neurodiversity, I think, is really, really interesting and understanding that people learn and actually think in different ways. And that's the beauty of people, isn't it? So if we all thought the same way, innovation wouldn't happen. So that's the exciting thing. We're all different. We think differently. We react differently. We problem solve differently. And we really innovate differently. And so if we can help each person be the best version of them, accept them from who they are, and more than accept them, nurture that individuality and their their bright spark, if you want to call it, Mm. then I just think the world is going to be an amazing place. And you see this happening much more with the youth these days. Even though the education system hasn't come that far and, you know, a lot of the future thinking of education and really adopting education to meet individuals' needs and really teach in a way that is just much more open uh, to different needs, you're seeing kids really growing up thinking about impact and thinking about how they can make a difference. And, you know, I see that that intersection between where you can help people pull out what their passion really is because a lot of people have no idea. Now, I've got passions coming out of every orifice, but a lot of people don't. So, so how do you help people pull that passion out? And if you can combine work and passion, I just think it's magical. So it's from children to adolescents to youth, you know, to young people and at all levels to actually help people do that. So I, I really think that's the role of education is helping people be their best self right. as opposed to, you know, learning skills that they're never going to use. So you, you're so you're talking about a bit more focus on the individual rather than as an amorphous mass, right? So, so what, what are, are you talking mainly about uh, children and adolescents, or are you talking about adults as well? Well, I mainly work in the area of adults. I'm oh, very okay. passionate about children, but mainly right. work in the area of adults. And you know, we see this with you know, we work in the area of onboarding, and we see this each and every day. You know, people come into a workplace, they're given an employee handbook. It's all written. Now, I don't know anyone who's actually read that. I don't know if you have. But um, it's exceptionally important. You'd have to have it, not saying anything about it. But how do you make it meaningful? So to me, everything's about how do you adapt our world that we currently live in and break it into little bite-sized pieces because that's how people take in information now and actually make the world meaningful. Yeah. 
Yeah. Someone I was talking to recently said there's more like a learner-centric model, isn't it? It's not instead of just uh, like the the employee handbook, then you focus on what the learner needs to learn, right? So. That's exactly right. So how do we how do we bring people information? You have to you have to think through the process, and a lot of it is is kind of like you know I think that there's a mindset shift. So we've gone from this place of you know people should just be grateful that they've got a job, and you know you know they come in, they do their job, and they go home. That's not what people want. People mm. want to be passionate about their work. That's people right. want to know that they're making a difference. So how do you do that? And it's really the importance of mapping that employee journey and mapping how can we look at what they need at different points to bring the best out of them because ultimately people are the biggest asset in a business. And if you can inspire them to be their best self, then the only biggest winner is the business. So it's just so important. Okay, so you've been a, you're, from a leadership perspective, you've been a CEO of a few companies and you're also now a leader in a different, uh, various different functions. So what do you think what you've just talked about, that learner-centric piece and uh, focusing on the individual, what, is the, what are the implications for leadership as far as that model is concerned? Well, there's no one approach fits all. That's, that's the key, isn't it? Mm. So, I mean, really I think the role of the leader becomes that inspirer, Mm. And and you know, there's a there are a lot of studies done on this, and it, it's it's you know the infectious optimist, mm. the infectiously optimistic leaders are the ones who are actually able to inspire optimism mm. in others. And without optimism, there's no innovation, and there's no future change, and none of those things exist. So mm. to me, it's about making people feel great about themselves. Mm. and believing in them and then supporting them in in doing their function so that they can move things forward, Mm. yeah? Um, And and really I think the role of the leader now isn't, you know, I'm telling you what to do. It's more, I mean, you know, I I always say, you know, the best ideas come from someone in the room. It doesn't matter who they come from. So so it's, you know, but I'm very much, my approach is that, you know, constant continuous improvement thinking model. And, mm. I mean, I think that's what leadership is really about in today's mm. day and age. Yeah, that's a, that's very interesting. It's a, sort of you're describing the old management style versus the new leadership piece, and it's a much more a facilitator's role, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, so trying to bring everyone in. and One, one thing, uh, you're, you're working with uh, training adults and so on, and uh, adults seem to, uh, even yet from young age, seem to change careers and career paths quite a lot these days. What are you noticing in that space and how people are trying to keep up to date and what the new trends are? How are, they, how are their careers morphing? Yeah, well, I think... I think- people are seeing careers in a different way. Mm. So each role is almost like a stepping stone Mm. towards their big dream. Um, And and I think for a lot of people, they don't know. So most university courses, for example, don't lead to a very specific career. So they have no idea. People come out of it, you know, they may have studied accounting, they go and work in an account. They don't really know what they want to do. They have no idea. So they need to try different things and they need to explore and try and kind of find what, what is my passion. So I think I think this moving from job to job is a bit like they almost have to decide too young what they actually want to be and what they want to do. Mm. And then they don't know, they don't know. So 
to me, that's just part of exploring. Mm. No, that's, you know, having different life experiences. And I think that's why it happens because, you know, they try something and, you know, it's a bit exciting at the beginning and then it kind of gets a bit mundane and and they realise, no, this doesn't light me up. But I think this is actually where uh, organisations thinking about their impact Mm. has a really big big impact (laughs) on retaining people because I think, Young people today want to know that what they're doing is actually making a difference. Right. And That's so, that social impact piece, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, so central. And yeah. so rather than I'm an accountant, yes. if, well, I'm an accountant, but my accounting firm is the company I work for. Every single client we see, we then are helping young girls in Africa be able to have um, sanitary needs Right. You know, because otherwise they can't go to school. So, so as just as an example, I don't know exactly where that came from, but an example, you know. So, so knowing that what you're doing isn't just about the job, it's actually making an enormous impact on the greater world. Right. Now, obviously, people are passionate about different things. And I think a wonderful corporate res- social responsibility program allows employees to get involved in the things that they're passionate about. But yeah. I think that's what people are wanting. And and if you don't tap into that passion piece, they just kind of lose their mojo and then move on. Right. So there's the skills. The skills are changing. The requirements in the market are changing for what you need. And also the um, the purpose of the organisation is changing and uh, it needs to be probably clearly communicated, does it, to the... Uh- it's so it so doesn't and this is this is where I really think the recruitment process mm. and and the onboarding of new employees becomes so so important. It's about setting people up for success. Yes. When you're when you're recruiting, you want to know what makes them tick. Like so any, you know, like there are a lot of good technical people out there. Mm. But do they have that same value set deep down and do that have that same passion that the organisation's working towards as part of their impact piece? That's the cultural cultural fit, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that is where the magic happens. So how do we we set people up for success and genuinely work with them to help them be their their best self and, and, you know, I was talking to someone recently and we were having this really interesting conversation. If you invest in your staff as, you know, with education, mm. what happens What happens if they leave? Right. Well, you know, there's, you know, Henry Ford had that famous quote and, you know, you invest in your staff and, and what's worse than paying for your staff and they stay is not, not investing in the training and then they, leave, and then they stay is, right. is even worse because you haven't invested in them and they're exactly. there. So... You know, for me, I would rather train people up and invest in them and help them be their best self. Mm. And then they take that best self, have a wonderful feeling about your company and make an impact in your company while they're there. But then take that and and live their life doing what they're going to do. Not everyone's going to stay in a company for a million years. And I think that's fine. I I think, you know, as a leader, it's about actually... Part of it is actually about giving to that person and helping them be their best self. Right. So one thing I want to ask you then is um, you've got a young person coming out of school, whether they're coming straight from school or from uh, tertiary or secondary, it doesn't matter. Uh, They're starting their career. 
Uh, what's, what sort of advice would you give them uh, to, they're in their 20s, you know, we all remember how much fun that was, but what, what, are, what is the advice you would give to these people, these young people starting out? Look, I, I think the university sector is amazing. I think that never will you have another opportunity in your life to contemplate the world and think and just do all these things that you're never, ever going to have time for ever again in your life because the responsibilities of life start coming in and you just kind of, you don't have that time. You know, it, it's quite an indulgent time. It's just this amazing time where you kind of, you don't have any really res, real responsibilities. Or, you know, you, you meet like-minded people because you start to go into courses with people who have such similar interests to you and you just contemplate the world and everything in it. So I just think it's just this wonderful time. So does that university education set you up for success or not? Irrelevant. I think the thinking time and the problem solving and that that goes on during that time I think is magical. Mm. But I think I also think having lots of different experiences is incredible. Lots of different jobs, work in lots of places. You Like you don't actually have to make a decision um, you can. You just want to get out there and experience work yes. and start getting the skills. Really, it doesn't matter what job you do. All those skills are very transferable. Mm. And, you know, there, you know, it was kind of, if you call them soft skills, the, those kind of communication skills, the right. customer skills, the, you know, those skills are very, very transferable. And it's about, it's about, you know, trying different things and going, oh, I like a bit of that or I don't like a bit of that. And even working with different managers and leaders to mm. actually go, I respond well to that. That didn't work so well for me. The reality is you have to work with people you don't like sure. and you've got to have a lot of people in your life who you work with who don't work. You just, it doesn't gel. But you need to, part of the learning is the learning to deal with that. Yeah. So I just, I just think... You get out there and travel. I wish we could do that at the moment. But, you know, <laughs> as you I think they're the, the life experiences. You kind of don't have another opportunity to do that stuff. So just get out there and live, really. And that life is experiences and work and education. It's all of those things. Yeah, I think that's uh, fascinating. I, I, actually, the bit that was in there that I found the most interesting is get out there and try different leaders and find out which one is uh, is good for your style. That's great. Thank you. Steve? Yeah, well, that was fantastic, uh, Jenny. I love your enthusiasm and uh, it's very infectious. It made, made me feel very happy this morning. Um, and I, I, I got five things out of your, your talk or five main things. There's lots and lots of richness in it. Um, and I, I'm just going to try and capture them in, in individual words. Uh, the first word that I, that I want to focus on is learning. And you said a lot of stuff about learning, way too much to go into now. But what I really liked about it was you're saying it's a wonderful gift and appreciate it. And it is a fantastic gift. And it, 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 it hurts me. It grieves me when I, when I see adults who sort of say, oh, I'm sick of learning. I don't want to learn anymore. I, I, already, know, I already know enough. And I love the idea of that, that uh, embracing of learning as a wonderful gift. And you know, you said if you can learn, if you can learn, you can learn anything. You can become a specialist in anything. And you know, sometimes our past experience is not a very good indicator of our capacity. We might have had a pretty lousy time at school, but that doesn't mean that we're 
not capable of learning lots and lots of things. So learning. Second word that came up to me is difference or diversity. Um, there's lots and lots of ways that people think and there's lots of different ways that people process information and, and learn differently. And this is wonderful because, as you rightly pointed out, it drives problem solving in different ways, different approaches, and it drives innovation, new ways of looking at things. And it's really something rich to be tapped into. The third word has got to do with meaning and the impact that you make on the world and having work that is meaningful. And I really like the idea of you saying about mapping out your journey and being deliberate about it, being focused and intentional about it. And um, then the next word that came up to me about leadership was about optimism. I mean, be infectiously optimistic. Uh, believe in your people, inspire your people, support your people. And at the end of the day, if you do the right thing by your people, they'll do the right thing by your business and everybody will win. And I really, really agree with that and like that. And then the last one is the whole area of passion and experience and exploration. And I think, you know, you've, you've pointed out that, that it's a journey and it's a journey of discovery. And in that sense, it's exciting. And no matter where we are in our lives, whether we're young people or, or old blokes like me, there are, there are, there's a journey to explore and there's things to discover. And uh, that brings richness and meaning to life. So that's what I got out of it. And I thought it was wonderful. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being our guest today, Jenny. It's great. Thanks for listening to this episode of Humanize Workforce Future You. Please leave a rating or review for the series on the medium where you source your podcasts. The transcripts for today's podcast can be found on craigsaffin.com. That's C-R-A-I-G-S-A-P-H-I-N.com. Please subscribe to the series so you don't miss out on the interviews for future guests.